The cell phones. Now's a good time for that. Um, out that door to the left is the bathroom. If you don't know, um, it is a fellowship. So, you know, we pass around the mic. Keep it right here. Good distance. And anyone who wants to move up, but it looks like these are usual seating arrangements. So, okay, take it away, Jesse. Woo. Amazing. Ah. It's cold. It's, uh, it's colder. Two things black people don't like, adults and cold weather. <laughs> and swimming. <laughs> and swimming. Yeah. <laughs> what? Do you swim? Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line, and Hake will take your questions and comments, all right? And I'll respond accordingly. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. So we're going to do something different today. And what we're going to do is when you speak today, stay conscious. Stay aware why you're speaking. While you're talking. All right? We'll see how that goes. Uh, so stay aware while you're speaking. <coughs> I, uh, I think I want to start off with a question to, today. And I want to start with duh first. When you look in the mirror, what is it you don't see? And this is for everybody. This is for y'all too. Trying to stay conscious right now. <laughs> uh, what do I don't? What don't I see? Good question. I don't know. I don't know how to answer it. Okay, right here. When you look in the mirror, what is it you don't see? Hmm. Uh huh. It's a trick question. No, uh, when a I trick uh, question. Nah, I'm just messing. Uh, I think when I look in the mirror, what I don't see is like the past me. I don't see the old me. If I'm in my body, if my mind's somewhere else, I don't, I couldn't tell you. But if come I'm back, present, come back conscious while you're speaking. Yeah, no, I'm I'm conscious. I um, if I'm in my body, living in the present, like I work to, I, I just see that moment. I don't see the old me or think about the new me. Just see right then and there. Okay. Right next to you. When you look in the mirror, what is it you don't see? I don't see... I see people mind racing. I can <laughs> no, feel it's, your a, mind it's hard to put it. I, I, Everybody wonder what is it I don't see. Okay. No, I just I try to understand how to put it in words. What I don't see, I don't see um, the full representation of who I think uh, I am. Um, 
and that's more introspective, I guess, you know, if I were to think about it. Yep, that's my answer. Okay, right here. When you look in the mirror, what is it you don't see? I don't see my spirit. I don't see what's inside. How about you? When you look in the mirror, what you don't see? Uh, man, I don't know. You don't know? Can't answer. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Have you yeah. ever wondered that? No, never. Oh, okay. Right here. What is it you don't see when you look in the mirror? Rochelle took my answer. What? <laughs> so what? Rochelle took my answer. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks, Rochelle. Um, I don't really know how to answer that. Okay. Rochelle hit it on the nose to me. Uh, all right. You believe what she said? Uh, that's what I was going to say, something along those lines, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't see um, the spirit. I just see the physical. I just see what's on the outside, really. It's not more, it's not deeper than that. Yes, Frankie. You had your hair? So I've, I've been kind of thinking something on the kind of same line. Stay yeah. conscious while you speak. Conscious people use fewer words. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I wanted to wait and see. What... Go ahead. I see my blindness. I've been noticing that. You see your blindness? I do. My eyes lie to me. My senses trick me. And so when I look in the mirror, um, you know, I don't see myself inside. I just see okay. the physical. All right. What? Yes, Nick. I have my head. Oh. Um, oh? What do you want? What Should I answer that? Uh, if I saw it, then if I, if I saw what I didn't see, then I would be seeing it, and it wouldn't be something I didn't see anymore. Okay. <laughs> no, that's just you a that one? <laughs> You see a dope? Yeah. What is it you don't see when you look in the mirror? That's a good one. We don't see our true selves. The young lady next to you want to respond. I don't know. You don't know? No, I don't know. Okay. Right here. My answer was taken as well. Uh, True self, spirit. Um, You just see the, the outer surface. That's all you see. So you don't see your true self. Okay. Last but not least, right here. Um, myself. That's actually something my, my husband and I talked about this a while ago. And we say we don't really see ourselves. I mean, we see like a, our flesh, but we don't see ourselves. What do you mean by that? Kind of like what Rochelle and the girls are saying, that you don't really see your true self, like your spirit, like who you really are. You can see your being your humanly being, but you don't see yourself. Okay. What made me think of this is there are people I counsel with that they look in the mirror and they don't like what they see. And they go like, well, I'm too fat. I'm too ugly. I'm too bald. I'm too this and I'm too that, right? And as a result of that, they start tripping out. Now they got to go get surgery or they need to go lose weight or they uh, they take it real real serious but what they don't realize is what they're looking at is not them it's really the house that they live in the real they don't see their spirit they only see the physical and they think that's who they are so the devil mess with them 
to think them, make them fix that or try to fix that, thinking that that's going to bring peace, and it won't. Isn't that amazing? So most people, when they're looking at the mirror, they're like in their head, and they're not thinking about that's not them. You know, like when the women want to kill babies in the womb, they say, it's my body, my choice. And they don't realize what they're saying. And so I want you to start, I want to encourage you to become aware at all times so you start to see what's really going on, the real deal. You will see the real stuff. Um, and and um, so did anybody do the mind and keep your mind on your body this week? Y'all did that? Amazing. Uh, who didn't do it? Did you do it? And did you do it? What did you learn about yourself in doing it? Or realize? Um, I learned that I tend to not be aware at Speak times. up. Speak from the chest. I learned that I tend to not be aware of, at times. And so just taking some time and writing things down in my notes of things that I wanted to work on, I, I it got better. It got yeah. better? Yeah. In what way? Um... Because I focused more on what I thought that I needed to focus on, and I prayed about it, um, I noticed a change in me. And you say you prayed about it? Yeah. What does that mean? I took some time. I sat down in my room, and I just asked God to reveal things to me about things that I should work on. And through that, I learned a lot about myself. And so through this week, I worked on those things. Instead of just going through life with, oh, you know, how I feel, I um, this week specifically worked on, you know, writing down things that I felt like I should work on as a person, oh, and okay. then things were revealed to me, and that really helped me out. Amazing. Uh, let me talk to the young man next to you. How you doing? I'm all as well. You feeling better? Mm-hmm. You feel better than last week? Yeah. Oh, good. And what's better? What's changed? I'm not thinking about my thoughts no more. Not as much. Good. You see how bad it is to be into your head like that? Mm -hmm. Oh, good. You're fortunate to be learning that at such an early age. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So remember that. When you feel bad, remember, come out of your head. Okay. All right? Nice. Cool. <laughs> um, how about you? Did you do keep your mind with your body? Uh, yes, I do. Um, you did that this week. I did. And and I well, I'd been doing it prior. Um, in the silent prayer, I, I just kind of morphed into doing that because I noticed that certain thoughts would make certain parts of my body tense up. Yeah. So, so I'd be going into like some little scenario and notice that m my chest was tightened up, or but but I find it easier to do in the silent prayer than just in life. In life, I'll I'll oh, stray okay. a lot. It I have to guide myself much more to do what you're saying. Did yeah. you run your mama off? Yeah, it, yeah. It was your aunt. <laughs> it was my aunt. Did you run her away? That that was uh, absolutely profound. It, it was unreal. Um, 
I did. Yeah, I, I did it before coffee and everything. I, I, I didn't want to do it. Why not? You know? Well, be, um, <clears throat> I guess it was just a weakness. You know, she had a, I think it was so important because she had attacked me. You know, via text, she'd, she'd attacked me. Right. And so uh, I, I was just, I went the, well, let's just take the higher ground and, and ignore her. But I knew that it was bothering me so much that, that it had to be addressed. And then when you said so, it just solidified it. And, and I did it first thing the next morning. And uh, it's so strange. Um, I don't know. It feels like that's maybe like the, the last one that, that had to happen. Yeah. Or, or I don't know if it was the way that she came at me and, and that was the true test of courage to stand up to this lady. Uh, but it, it was more profound than my mom or my dad or my sister. How did she respond? She tried to flip it. I, I said, you know, my first words were basically, I FaceTimed her and she was like, did you mean to do this? And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I'm like, listen, you can't attack me like this. Uh, I was like, don't, don't ever call and attack me again. And she, she did the thing where she said, oh, I'm sorry, you took it that way. And, and, so, and so I right then, I basically interrupted that sentence with the sentence that she sent me that was absolutely an attack. She, she said, I hope you have peace in your life knowing that you're not man enough to blah, 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 right? It's like, that's an attack. And um, so we, we just kept it short. Shout out to Doug. We kept it short, and uh, it was like a minute long, but I hung up, nice. and things have really been so much smoother effortlessly. The, what you've always been speaking about that I've never really experienced and was kind of like getting frustrated about, in all honesty. Yeah. But it, it's starting to... I used to just wake up to, to a tornado. It, it was, the thoughts were the most intense in the morning. Yeah. It looked like a snake they pit. They are. They like... It was they, crazy. They mad dog in the morning. And, and I've noticed... I, I know why. <laughs> I used to want to know why, but now I know why. Yeah. Uh, I've, <laughs> noticed, I've noticed since that day, it's just been so much smoother. Yeah. It, it's so much in control. It was out of control. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's so, cool, so man. thanks, man. You, your encouragement is what made it happen. I don't think I would have done it. Nice. Yeah. What I realized, I'll get to that in a minute, too. I, I want to hear from y'all first. Mm-hmm. Right here. Um, yeah, have you been keeping in mind with the body this week? Do you know about that? No, I don't. Oh, you weren't here, right? No, I wasn't. Yeah. I was just back in town from work. Oh, okay. I yeah, I had told, I, I had given them a, a, a job, an assignment. Yeah. To yeah, keep yeah. the mind wherever the body is. Gotcha. And, uh, and. Oh, honestly, no. You have not I'm been all there. over the place right now with work and balancing life, so. No. So your mind is all over the place? All over the place. It's, it's what he says in the morning, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah, and why is it in the morning like that? Well, I haven't been doing the silent pair. That's been on and off, oh. so it's all over the place. And what I can made, just see it, you know? What made you stop doing the prayer? Life, laziness. Yeah, yeah. excuse honestly. Because the hardest thing to do is what we should do. Exactly. You know, if it's harder to do yeah, the that's prayer, that's at. what we... The easiest things are not doing anything for us. It's the hardest thing that causes us to overcome. Exactly, exactly. So you letting Satan rule over your life right now? Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, no. Nice. It's not fun. Yeah. In all honesty. It's not fun? No, it's not. I know it's not. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, just go back to the prayer. That's all. I have to. Yeah. yeah. Don't judge yourself. Just go back to it. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Amazing. Um, anybody else did that this week? Kept in mind with the body? Right here. And then here. And then I come to your room. Did you keep your mind with your body this week? Yeah. And what happened? Um, I was much tidier, actually. Tidier? Yes. Being cleaner? Well, like, uh, when I'm not with my body, there's a lot of things that I try to do at the same time. There are tasks <laughs> and other things that, like, get out of hand. No wonder people think they are multitasking. <laughs> you can. It's not a thing. Yeah. And when I was just present with my body, I noticed that things were getting done more efficiently. I was tidier. And everything just felt like it was, like, within reach. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yes, sir. You've been doing it this week? Uh, yes, I have. And what have you discovered? That uh, nothing really exists as far as the past or the future, just the present moment. Okay. So you wake up, you know, everything you do is just practical thoughts, and you're just <clears throat> going through life. So say you get a flat tire, okay, well, I have a flat tire, and you get it fixed and keep going. Speak up from the chest. Um, Did y'all hear Big Bob doing a hate show this week? Yeah. Who heard that? Oh, okay. He speaks so soft. I didn't realize how softly he spoke. Somebody said in the chat he speaks so soft it reminded him of Ben Carson's son. Because <laughs> <laughs> Ben Carson speaks really soft. And, uh, like he's scared. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so basically that's what, you know, just to remain in the presence. And right. it's it's easier like that. Okay. You're not really having crazy thoughts or anything like that. You're just, whatever comes, you just deal with it and okay. move forward, yeah. The young lady behind you, you kept your mind with your body this week? Yes. And what did you realize about yourself? How quickly I will leave my body to follow my thoughts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Were you surprised that you could leave so often and forget yourself? No, I've experienced it before, um, like previously before finding God. Like when I would meditate, it was it was like a bringing your mind into your body. So I've experienced it before, but it was different. Bring it into your body? Yeah, like when you meditate, it's like you're supposed to bring like your thoughts and your mind present into your body. How do you bring it into your body? I don't know. Oh, that didn't work? Nope. <laughs> yeah, because you don't want to do anything. Yeah. All you want to do is be an observer. Totally. Oh, good. And so are you, did it help you to realize how often you would leave? You'd be over, over downtown somewhere, you're about to be. Yeah, I'd be like in, you know, next month traveling to my family's house for Christmas, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's just for me because I did it the week before, but even realizing, oh, how quickly, like, I'll have a thought, then I'll follow that thought, and then another thought, and another thought, and then, yeah, I'm just so detached from myself. Yeah, amazing. So, uh, right now, as you were speaking, did you go unconscious? No. You were aware yourself speaking this yes. whole time? And what's that like for you? Uh, it feels, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, I would say maybe a little bit uncomfortable because... I don't have like the right answer. And I think for me personally, a lot of times in my life, I've always wanted to have the right answer yeah. so that people that don't judge me. That is such a deep point. <laughs> yeah. Really. When you're unconscious, you say all kind of stupid stuff because you're looking for the right answer so you can look good yeah. to whomever it is you're speaking to. But you're unconscious and they don't know you look like an idiot. 
Because the people you're talking to are thinking, what the? <laughs> and you're just going on and on and on, feeling so good about yourself. And people are like, uh-uh. But when you're conscious, it feels uncomfortable because you're used to being unconscious while you yeah. see, thinking that you had all the right answers. You make yourself look, that's deep. Yeah. Isn't that deep? Or is it just deep to me? <laughs> that's deep. So when you first wake up in the morning, do you have, are you having a lot of thoughts? Uh, or different thoughts? It depends on the day, I would say. Some days, yes. It's like he was describing like a tornado. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I'll, I'll follow the thoughts and then that will make my day not great. Yeah. The reason for that is when you're sleeping, you're dreaming. Mm. You have dreams, you go unconscious. And so the devil is already working on your mind. So when you first wake up, he's just continuing what he's doing. Mm. So what I suggest is that when you wake up, don't just jump up. Look around you and, uh, and kind of lay there for a minute so you become aware again. When you get out of bed, put your feet on the floor. Be aware of yourself putting your feet on the floor. And that way the devil can't draw you all the way in. You'll become aware. But most people get up racing. I got to get in the shower. I got to get to work. I got to do this. And the devil is controlling you. Mm. And that's amazing. Yeah. So be aware of that. It's all about the awareness, the light of God. And we've been so accustomed to living in the darkness until we don't recognize the awareness and just feel different. I was hanging out with Joel this week, and he would tell me all this stuff. I'm like, Joel, be aware of your body. Bring your body to your mind. And finally he said, okay. And so he sat there, he brought his body to his mind, uh, and then he said, I don't like this. <laughs> I'm like, why? It feels like there's nothing to do. That doesn't feel right. I feel like I got to be thinking and feeling something. He reminded me of what you said uh, about it when, you, when I asked what was it like being present. And it didn't feel right. It felt uncomfortable because all people think that they're living when they're having feelings and thoughts. But you're not living. You're dying. That's why God said bring every thought into captivity. Because you're really dying when you're into thoughts. Satan is your daddy. When, and he's always trying to make you remember. You know what I mean? So, what's wrong? Let's go to the mic with her. I was thinking of you. I was going to ask you a question. I'm glad. I want to ask you a question anyway, though. Why are you crying? Just be, it's, no one's going to judge you here. If they do, that's fine. What's causing you to cry? It's just been a rough week. In, in what way? <laughs> Don't bother. Sorry. Just a lot of learning. A lot of what? A lot of learning. A lot of learning? Yeah. Can you give me an example? Um, <laughs> not really, without being too personal, but like, just... Just going through the ego death, just like everything. Just, just yeah. Sorry. Feel the what? Don't be sorry for crying. This, this is fellowship. It's fine. Let go. Don't control anything. Okay. You want to let go. I think just trying to like trying to 
like maintain everything that we're learning. Sometimes it's a lot. Trying to maintain what? Trying to maintain like all of these new things that we're learning. Give me an example of what you mean so I understand. Like staying present, like um, not judging, like um, allowing uh, the ego death, just like going through all of these these things that, and, and trying to actually like apply them to your life rather than just like hearing them but like not doing anything about them, you know? Nice. So sometimes that can be, it feels like a lot. Yeah. Along with like regular life, you know? Um, and so is it hard to do it? Mm-hmm. And why is it hard? Um, I don't know. I just, I just think when you've, like for everybody, I think when you've been raised a certain way or you've been a certain way for a long time and then you're trying to like undo those things and like I was just saying to Anthony this morning or yesterday, I feel like almost like everything that I've been taught or most people have learned has, has kind of been a lie, you know? It has been a lie. And it's like realizing you the realize fact. everything you've been taught been a lie? <laughs> What a mess. Yeah. And no wonder it's so hard. <laughs> I'm just trying to like relearn And what's interesting about it, the mess that we've been taught is hard, and to overcome the mess is hard. Isn't that something? Because mm-hmm. life has not worked the way that we've been taught. Mm-hmm. And just like different things, like even in church, being raised in church and being raised as a Christian, and then choosing that life for myself, like all the things even in church that I thought were true are a lie. Yeah. And I'm just like... It's just, I feel like, okay, I'm at that point now. I'm done with the ego death. But it just feels like the more stuff comes comes up and it's just like more to learn. Yeah. So sometimes it's just a little overwhelming. Okay. And so sometimes you feel like you're done with the ego death? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm wrong to think that I'm like, you know, you through the, mo- the main That's the devil telling you that. I know. The fact yeah. that it, you think that is the devil telling you that. Oh, you're done with it now. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and as soon as you believe the lie, wham. Wham, yeah. Yeah. So I think that week, is, this week has just been a big wham. And then like kind of just getting back from um, England and just kind of getting back into the busyness of life and the things that you got you to gotta do along with everything else. Just, sometimes I just want to like dig a hole just for a couple <laughs> of days, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I really, really do. But I want to encourage you, don't try to make it work. You do these exercises that I'm telling you about, but don't try. You want to let go and let God. You don't want the problem that all our life we've been trying to make life work. And it's never going to work as long as we try. And so don't try. You got to stop trying. Yeah, I think the hardest thing for me is like as I'm going through these things that I'm learning in the ego death and new new like found principles that you know you're teaching, I think it's like how sometimes I mean I shouldn't feel bad, but I do feel bad like how I affect other people and the things in the decisions that I make and the things that I do. Does that make sense? And what's the purpose of feeling bad? That's what I said, it doesn't get you anywhere. Because it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, but the, the damage that you do to other people exists, you know? No, it doesn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, why do you say it does exist? The damage you have done to other people exists. Why do you say it exists? Because it affects relationships, you know? Like, it affects the things. And I guess this goes back again to what we were talking about last, last week, right? Consequences, actions having consequences, and realizing everything that we talked about last week. But, like how the decisions that we make, like, I feel affect some of my relationships that I have with people because I might have made, I don't know, 
like I might have done something that wasn't helpful or like didn't help a relationship. So then like you got to like repair the damage and sometimes that's kind of exhausting. And how do you repair a damage that doesn't exist? That's a good question. That's why it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you cannot repair a damage that doesn't exist. That's another lie from the hell. Okay. Really. You, when we offend one another, we can go and apologize. Hey, I'm sorry, I was wrong. That's all you need to do. That's all you can do. But there's nothing to repair. Okay. And, and if the person's having a problem with it, you know, ex boyfriends or whatever, that's on them. It's not on you. They're living in their imagination. <laughs> they're living in their head. Mm -hmm. And they're living in illusion. You can't repair that. Because it doesn't exist. Just think about it. It doesn't exist. Okay. I was thinking, you crossed my mind this week, and I was going to ask you that earlier. When you, and I'll tell you why. When you said that you, as a Christian, mm -hmm. you had to prepare for your husband, for your husband, Christian women, something like that. I made me yeah. say, how exactly was it? Well, like, you know, when you're raised in the church environment, you're kind of raised being taught that, you know, you should learn how to cook, you should learn how to clean, you should learn how to be good for kids, you should learn to prepare yourself so that when your husband does come along, you're going to be a good wife, you know, right? That's what you're taught. And that has never worked. I mean, some of the things I learned, I guess help. But well, like, you should learn to cook. Yeah, like practical things as well. Yeah. I mean, even, if, but not for a husband. You should learn to cook because you need to eat. And it's cheaper to cook than always eating out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you should learn for yourself but, but again, like when you're raised in church as a woman, you are kind of encouraged by the women that are older to learn to think about the things that you're going to need for when you are a wife, right? But again, like that's a lie, right? So it's yeah. just like these are all the things that I'm uncovering as I'm going that are been taught wrong. Amazing. I, um, I, I, what I thought about is that uh, women have been taught to prepare for a husband mm -hmm. and men have been taught to prepare for a wife. And so um, and, and when I counsel people, they talk about that. Oh, I went to church because I wanted a husband or I wanted a wife. And the Lord gave it to me, but it didn't work out. And I did this and I did that. It still didn't work. Uh, I thought the Lord gave me this wife. Well, I thought the Lord gave me that husband. And I, it occurred to me, how dumb is that? That I even notice when people get money or they like pray. I prayed to the Lord because I wanted some money. And the Lord gave it to me. And I was just so hallelujah. The Lord answered my prayer. I'm like, that's dumb. God doesn't need to give us material things to make us happy. God give us peace. And God doesn't want us to identify with material things at all. And if we stay one with him, then everything will be added anyway. You don't have to be begging for this stuff. You don't have to be asking for it. Because when you ask for it, the devil is going to give it to you and make you think it's from God. Mm. And so you're praising the devil, think that you're praising God. When God said that you shouldn't even take any thought for these things. Why do you need to ask God for a wife or a husband? If he wanted you to have one, it'll happen naturally. The fact that you ask for it is 
proof that something is missing. And the devil telling you that it's a, it's a car, it's a this, it's a that, it's a that. So you get those things and they don't work out because that's not from God. But the devil telling you, God doesn't need to make you happy. Christ came that we may have peace. And he would take care of us. God would take care of us. That makes sense? Anybody disagree with that? So cut it out. <laughs> yes. So, you know, being an old Catholic my whole life, I always uh, prayed and asked for God for everything. And then when everything, anything goes wrong, always uh, ask the Lord to help me through this. Yeah. Pray to the Lord. How blind for are we? Wisdom and understanding. And, and uh, you know what? He gives you just what you need. He gives you the dumbness and the smartness so you can figure things out. Well, and, he doesn't give you any of that stuff. Sin gives you the dumbness and uh, the fake smartness. The ego tells you. Yeah. It's not from God at all. And so. Poor the, God. Yeah. What I'm discovering more he than said, anything. He get coffee in the morning. He sent Jesus to coffee bean. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'm going to cut the TV on today. It's a little chilly. I like the fireplace. When you come back, we're going to have fun looking at the crazies on earth. <laughs> and he just looked, look at that one. Look at that one. But anyway. Yeah, yeah the, the biggest thing <laughs> is, uh, you know, how the ego plays with everything. And... Uh, it's impossible just to sit there to be still and not think about something or, or have to do something. And, you know, God needs you to move your car. God needs you to go get that, to do that thing. Yeah. He doesn't That's need why anything. you got to overcome the thoughts. Were you conscious as you were speaking right now? Yes. You didn't go unconscious? You know, uh, I pass, I pass in and out of it. Like right now I'm conscious. Yeah. Of I saw you voice. going in and out of it. Yeah. And so, uh, but you know how I knew? Because I looked away. No. Oh, well, I See, well, tell the, me. Am I just lied to you again? Well, tell me. Uh, I can't read because you start to repeat yourself? Yeah. And some of the stuff you said didn't make sense. Oh, what, what didn't make sense? When you said God give us this or that, right? I forgot what it was. And I said, no, oh. the devil gave you that. You know. Um, but if you were aware, that wouldn't happen. What? Because this is what I'm kind of going through. This is not something that I've learned, I've, I've experienced, you know, um, like praying, praying night and day and wishing things night and day. So I'm kind of going through some stuff right now. And uh, the way I'm playing it is just doing it without asking and begging and pleading with uh, my yeah. Lord to help me, right? And so nice. that's a different experience. And so what happens, happens. You know, and so, you know, it's kind of my experience. Amazing. Another thing I want you to watch when you hear the truth and you think you have the truth, Satan makes you feel like you got to go and tell somebody else the truth. Anybody else experience that? You experience? <laughs> you, you said yes? Tell me about it. The question is, if the you know how you hear the truth. Even in here, when we hear something that makes sense, you can't wait to go and say it to someone else or feel like you know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. It just it just feels like, I don't know, it's all ego. It makes me feel like I can one-up the next person. Yeah, I know something that they don't know or I'm yeah. about to drop some <laughs> knowledge on them or something. Ain't that something? 
The devil take the truth and use it against you and make you think you have it. And when it's all intellectual and you don't have it at all, you see it miserable. You see it lost. But you think, you know, it makes you love you have it up on someone, as you said. That's amazing. Well, while I have a mic, I have a, I have yeah. a question. So mm -hmm. uh, I've been experiencing this a lot for the past few months. Um, so, okay, I've had a fear of flying, like in an airplane, um, going up, the turbulence, when the, the plane drops and it dips, I get this huge panic inside. Like I jump up and I freak out. And I've had this, and I know what you're going to say, well, this ain't you, whatever. But You know uh, what I'm going to say before you ask? I, know, I don't know, but I think I know, but whatever. It's, I know what you're going to it, say. It's uncomfortable. So why are you tell me about it then, if you already know the answer? <laughs> because I still want to, I, I, I want to prove my thoughts wrong. I don't know. This is something that has been going in my mind. He tried to prove his thought wrong. Yeah, yeah, there his you go. His thoughts are wrong. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, it's been a huge phobia of mine, and, and I know I'm identifying, I'm calling, Francisco, I'm giving it names and all. Come back to the room. Come back to your body. Your mind is out there at work somewhere. Amazing. Okay, I was looking at him, and he was like, his eyes way over there somewhere. But anyway, go ahead. It gets to the, so my job requires <laughs> that I travel a lot. Like, I travel maybe once a week and I go out of state this past week I was in four states so I was on the plane a lot and when I'm on the plane and there's turbulence I feel this huge shock and my mind goes just yeah 30,000 feet down like I feel the plane is going to crash and and then I started reading these articles the turbulence it hits the plane and it just <laughs> all this mess so and it gets to the point where and he made a comment saying that certain parts of my body feel pain yeah because of all that turbulence and I'm in my thoughts my hands hurt my elbows hurt, my shoulders hurt, and I just get this big, big, significant body pain. And it's because of the thoughts. And I just wanted to say how powerful the silent prayer is. At one time, I was doing that, and I downloaded your silent prayer on my phone, and I did it through the plane, and I felt the plane move, but my body was, yep. it was just gone. Absolutely. But I guess my question is, how long does that take for that to go away? Don't or worry. Never ask how long it takes. Just do it and see it through. And God is with you. Just relax. I remember once I was coming from San Francisco to back to L.A. And um, I had given a talk up there. And in, in between L.A. and San Francisco, the plane just felt like it was going to dump. It just, all of a sudden, we ran into a storm or some a wind or something, they said, a turbulent, whatever that means. And the plane just started shaking and things fell off the top thing there. I'm like, oh, God, I'm about to die. <laughs> I started calling for mama. But then I realized, you know, I need to calm down. And so I calmed down. And it was still carrying on, but I stopped overreacting to it. And that's what's going to happen. So when you get that shock, the shock is to wake you up. And it's to wake up and calm down, and whatever happens, happens. And everything will change. And that's what the shock is there to wake you up, to let you re remind you that you can't see. You're not aware. It's not a bad thing. So just be like we had a shock. Nice. Amazing. Um, Doug, did you have your hand? I did. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think he answered it pretty much. I oh, he gonna, did? Okay. I was going to say the same thing. That's happened to me before. Don't try to take the Yeah, mic. stop it. <laughs> Um, 
but yeah, it some of it's kind of normal for that shock to come. But yeah. and to the British lady, um, to me it seems like she's trying to take all this stuff on her own shoulders. Well, she's not trying to take it on. What it is, when you really, really wake up and you start realizing all this stuff you've learned has been a lie, that you've been taught wrong, and now you want to let it, you really want to let it go, but you still are accustomed to trying to fix it or hold on to it. And so it feels, and the devil doesn't want to let go. He doesn't want you to let it go. And he'll make you think that it's an overload, that you're about to, you know, trip out, but you're really not. And so you just have to keep going anyway, you know, make a, a mistake, but don't judge yourself for it. And eventually it gets lighter and lighter. It really does. But you got to just see it through and don't ask how long, how long the pain going to last, how long it takes. It doesn't matter. The hardest thing that you have to go through is the thing that's causing you to grow, not the easiest thing. The easiest thing will drive you crazy. The harder things are waking you up. So don't worry about it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, have you been in the white jacket? Have you been keeping your mind with your body this week? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I suppose so. It, was a, it wasn't that the exercise last week? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you've been do- did you do it this week too? Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's similar to like staying in prayer, except for when you said keep your mind where your body is, I think it, you know, I probably made it more physical. You made it physical? Yeah, just like... And, and how, what do you mean by that? Just like understanding, like like seeing my body driving. Speak from body, your chest? Seeing my body driving, seeing my body get up or walk around, oh, or yeah. seeing the actions that I'm actually doing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm noticing myself walking through doors a little bit more. Uh, unless it, I walk through the kitchen door, unless it asks me, did you see yourself walk through the door, Jesse? I'm like, no, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm practicing that. Um, the one thing I want to, any, any question about that or anything? No. Okay. I was watching this, uh, interview yesterday. S- some black woman was interviewing. And so I'm not going to have it word verbatim, but enough to share it with you. Was interviewing, um, the black farmers union president. I think he was the president of the black farmers union or something like that. And this guy was, in essence, complaining that uh, the government wasn't giving the black farmers enough money to, to run their crop and stuff like that. And that the government was taking care of the white people quicker and better than they did the black farmers. And so I, I guess they got a lawsuit going on, they want a lawsuit. And uh, he was just complaining on and on how bad things are, and they want the government to give them more money, I mean, buku money, and they want the government to make it easier for black farmers to get loans, just like they do to white farmers. And Joe Biden made a promise that he was going to help, he was going to do this and that. And Joe Biden and, and, the, and the lady that was interviewing said, yeah, that's right. They want our vote. We gave them our vote. They have to give us what we want, right? And he was going on and on. And he was talking about how much money and how bad things are. And his daddy used to own a farm or, or own land or something. And then he said, uh, so we have this 
uh, either they try to put together a lawsuit or they have one. And so, and so the lady like, what do you want? And she's like, I want all the farmers. He's like, I want all the farmers, the black farmers to come together and be a part of this lawsuit. Even if you haven't owned land, but you worked on land, something like that, plantations or something. And I'm like, wow, what a setup. First of all, we should never, ever, 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 ever beg or blame. Anyone that blames or beg, you're lost. And so this guy was like really into it, and the woman was who they're both black. And uh, it was so bad that I, even if I was blind, I don't know how I would have missed that. It was just so wrong. And I hear a lot of people blaming others for their situation. I can honestly tell you that there's nobody else on earth to blame for your situation. Not one. It's you and not anyone else. Nobody else is to blame. Now, that doesn't mean that other people don't try to hurt you. And the reason other people try to hurt you because they're hurting and they want to hurt you because they're miserable, right? And so they want to dump their stuff on you. But you can't blame them for letting that happen to you. Nobody else is to blame for your situation. Anybody disagree with that? And so that what I realized from this guy, and I've realized it already, you know how when people turn against you, they want to build an army against you, right? When mama get mad because you said, I'm sorry for resenting you, mama called up Aunt Lily. She called up all your brothers and sisters. Jojo just said he hate me. He blamed me for everything. And the, and, the, and the weak kids go, yeah, mama, that's right. You ain't to blame. But they know mama is to blame. But they're afraid to tell mama she's not to blame, right? And so, but mama built an army. This guy was trying to build an army pretending that it was for other people too, but it's really about him. He wanted money or whatever he wanted for himself, but he's building an army against the, trying to build an army against the government and everybody so that they can get them what they want. But what's going to happen to become money is involved? They got to have people that don't even deserve the money, never had a form or anything, but because they're black and they may have worked on a form at one time, they're going to get some of the money too. Such a temptation. And I know that for a fact because they did this some years ago where they gave black farmers money. And I personally know black people who got $50,000 and $30,000 and they ain't never had no form, but they worked on one. And, and, and the people that gave into it didn't see they had the wrong need for money. And they wasted that money just like that. It just ran through their hands because they didn't see that they were tempted and they fell for the temptation. And that the guy whomever encouraged it didn't care about them. They were trying to get something for themselves. When you start to pay attention to yourself, you're going to see how selfish you are. And it's all about you and not about the other person. There was a guy called my show this week, and he said, and I'm paraphrasing, that uh, he, uh, oh, he had wanted to get rid of his brother or something like that. Remember that call? He said, what? <clears throat> no, I don't remember what was wrong, but he realized he had wanted to get rid of his brother because his brother was living with him, and he wanted money and stuff. But 
he said he realized that, oh, he wanted to help his brother, he said. But he realized that he really didn't want to help his brother. He wanted to get rid of his brother. But <laughs> he realized the reason he was trying to encourage him because he wanted to get rid of him. But he told himself he was, he was trying to help him. And he realized that was wrong. You're going to realize so much about yourself. Thoughts run deep. They're not just, I hate my mom, I hate my daddy thoughts. When God said bring every thought into captivity, they run real deep. And you're living in hell as a result of not seeing these thoughts. Nobody loves nobody. Is that the right way to say it? Exactly. Ain't nobody liking nobody. Families don't like, members don't like one another. Friendship, marriage-ship. It's all about what you can get from it. It's all about what you can get. It's never about the other person. Now, you lie to yourself and you say, oh, and then you feel good. It's about, I love him or her. It's about the other person. No, or not. Even with your children, you don't care about your children either. When you discipline them or do things for them, if you notice, you get a good feeling from that. Oh, I gave my child a toy and they smile and I feel good about it. Have you noticed that? It's all ego. It's just we must die from the ego. We got to die the ego death. Then we can be real. We can do it the right way. But you got to die from the ego. And, and they, so they left the black farmers and they went to the black university. And they said that when the black universities are not doing as well as the white universities because the government hasn't given us enough money. The black schools are ran down. They, apparently down in Florida, they're trying to sue the government. I don't know if they're suing Florida government or the, or the big government, but they want more money for the black schools. And I'm like, normally when the one thing that white schools do, and I know they all get money from the government, but one thing that white schools do that black schools tend not to do, and when you graduate, a lot of the ed- graduation graduated people donate money back to the school. When black people graduate from black university, they don't give no money. <laughs> y'all better get y'all a little check from the welfare. Black people ain't going to give back. And when the schools fall apart, they blame it on the government. They blame it on white people. Isn't that amazing? Anybody ever blame someone for something happening in your life? Only a few. The other people lying. <laughs> Have you ever blamed anyone for what happened in your life? <clears throat> Probably my mom. You blame your mother? Blame my mother for, uh, let's see, when I was um, 27, she uh, took me to get uh, to help her with her job, with her uh, business. She bought a business and she took me in. Were you 27? I was 27, yeah. Oh, okay. And why did you go at 27? Because she said she needed me. I was um, a builder, and she said, hey, come help me, and I did. did she, was she going to pay you? Oh, yeah. Oh, she, she hired you? She, yeah. Oh, well, that's fine. Well, that's good. If she paid you to do it. Yeah. You didn't want to do it? At first, I didn't, but then after the years went by, I said, you know, this is where I belong, so... Now I'm still there, and it's been 32 years. You're still there? Oh, yeah. With Mama? No, Mama's, mama's gone. She did? 
So, but I took over the business. Mama did. Yes. She did. <laughs> she did. Last so year. Do you regret it now? You... No, no. I think that that's, that was the path. Oh, so what do you mean you blame her? At first, I was uh, rejecting the fact that she brought me in, and I said, hey, I want to do my own thing. Maybe I oh. want to do my own thing. Yeah. But because she uh, used her power to get me in to do the, the job, it was a very difficult position. So um, it was a 50-bed skilled nursing home, and those are very tough to, to handle. And then the first 10 years were, were, were a mess. And so, and right now they're, the government's really difficult on, on nursing yeah. homes. And the COVID thing hit last year or two years ago, and it was, it was pretty terrible. So, Amazing. but so during the first did you ever tell her about that? Oh yeah, I told her when, when I, I time to forgive her about the, uh, you know, to forgive my parents. I forgave her about that, and I just got over it, and I took over, and I and I didn't regret it anymore. How are things going for you now? Very good. Yeah, man. Yes. You staying with the prayer? Yes. Nice. Night and day. You what? Night and day. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I, actually, the the whole the whole day. Good. So y'all understand you can't blame anyone. You got to stop blaming. You are, it starts with you and it ends with you. Once you start doing that, it's going to be amazing how life, easy life become for you. You can't blame anyone. As kids, we blame the parents because they're responsible. But as adults, we can't blame anyone for anything. Do not blame. All right. Did you have your hand? For, I had a question earlier, but I can uh, you know, we can stay on this topic. It's no, like, what, whatever you raise your hand for. Um, so and stay conscious. Absolutely. So last week, and often you say you have never done anything wrong. We have never done anything wrong. Isn't that amazing? We've never done anything wrong. And then this week we say, if you find yourself in a bad situation or any situation, uh, it's on you. It's, it's your fault. Right? You use those words, it's your fault, but you've never done anything wrong. And I'm not saying that those don't, aren't both true or that I don't believe that, but I'm curious um, how you square those two things. You've never done anything wrong, but it is your fault if you're in a bad situation. The young man behind you want to respond to it. So are you saying that you don't understand that? My my question is, how do you square those two statements? I believe I believe it. I I'm I'm living it. I'm, you know. What do you believe about it? I I would think that the if someone asked me that question, right? How can we never have done anything wrong but still be to blame for our bad situations or our good situations? Right? I think um, it comes down to identities, blame. Right? You shouldn't identify with blaming yourself for being in a bad situation, but you should recognize you're in a bad situation and that it is on you, but that doesn't mean you got to beat yourself up about it. And so why, why is there a question right now? Well, I wanted your answer, not my answer or his answer, but I, here we are. I well, wanted to know what you would say because I was very curious because you say both those statements and I see them both to bear out as true in the world outside. So I was curious what your, your answer would be to that. I just gave mine, but I'm curious what yours is. And so you gave your answer to that? Well, yeah, because you asked me. And was your answer right? It's not about whether it's right. It's just my answer. No. Is it right? Was it true? Was it right? Is it right? Um, is it right? I, I don't really get to determine whether it's right. What do you mean by that? 
Well, how do I determine whether it's right? I don't know what you mean. Uh, how do I determine whether it's right or wrong? So you don't know if your answer to it, your answer was right or wrong? I only know that it's my answer. That's all I could say definitively, and it's not really relevant whether it's right. But you don't know if it's right or wrong? It's not what the driving force of me saying it. Me saying it is just me being honest with my answer. If it's right, then it's right. If it's wrong, then it's wrong. But I don't determine that. How could I? I don't know what you mean. The young man want to help me. I think you do, do you know what I mean. Do you understand what he's saying? I think you know what I mean. Uh, I don't think I'm smart enough to answer this. Uh, you're not smart enough to answer that? It, it was uh, really just for right you. Here. Is what is, I, I guess I'll make it so simple. How can go, we have never here done here anything wrong? Let me go here. Okay. I just want to, do you understand what he's saying? Um, I think I understand what he's saying about how could you ever do anything wrong if you've, how, say it again. How did you say I'm it? saying we, we've said here that... Hold on a minute. Too much. I, again, the two statements that I believe both is we've never done anything wrong in our entire lives, but also that if we find ourselves in a bad situation, we're to blame. It's our fault. It's no one else's fault but our own. So I'm asking, how do those two things align? How do they go together? Uh, so you don't believe that they do go together? I do believe they go together, and I'm curious where the... I have my reasoning, right, that I... My own thoughts on it, reasons about it, but I'm curious what yours are, because both of those things are things you said. I've went out into the world with them, and they bear out as, if not true, then valuable, useful. Um, they seem true, right? So I'm curious how you square that circle, how those two things, where's the bridge between those two statements? So are you saying you don't understand it, but you tried it? Give me a yes or no to that. I understand it, and I've tried it. That's why I understand that it's true. Okay, yes. Um, so being, finding yourself in a bad situation and then uh, feeling like you're the blame for the bad situation is believing into your thoughts and believing into your thoughts is not you. So that's the part where you've never done anything wrong because you've believed into your thoughts about what it is that has been wrong. You understand that? I, I get where we're going with it. I think the the question still remains. I could, you know, if, um, I'm in my thoughts thinking about what I did wrong, right? I'm in a situation where I ran out of gas. It's me. I, I did it, but I'm in my thoughts like, well, I never did nothing wrong. It, it's just um, I think both statements are true. I can also see where there could be a gap that maybe not everyone can see. I, I don't even see it fully right now when we're talking, but... I do recognize that we're not our body, we're not our actions. If we've never done anything wrong, we shouldn't beat ourselves up for it. And I do see that if you find yourself in a situation where someone hurts you, let's say, it's not really on them. We're getting to see what happened. Uh, we're getting, you know, a moment of clarity. And so I guess I just, there's that gap there of where does one statement and the other statement, where do they come together? Because... Being to blame and never well, let me having do this done because anything I need is to hard. Move on. Let me, he want to tell me where the gap is because I don't okay, quite understand. I don't, I don't quite understand yeah. it. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Which, do you understand his gap? 
Somewhat. Okay. The way I'm interpret this is my interpretation for what you're saying, Trey, is there's basically you've never done it, you yourself never done anything wrong, but if something does happen, don't blame someone else. Yeah. The way I interpret it is that's all ego. It's if you blame yourself for doing something wrong, I don't know, I, I guess I see your point and I think I also understand what you're saying, Jesse. Um I think the gap is don't listen to ego. Because ego puts you in both situations where if you do something wrong, you're beating yourself up with the guilt, with the temptation, falling into it. And blaming someone else is also the ego, the projection of the ego, because it wants to blame my wife, my cousin, my sister, my brother, my mom, my husband, whatever. <laughs> and so that's the gap. Um, no, I don't know if that's the gap. That's just the way I interpret it. Uh, yeah. Yes. And then we'll move on because of time here. Yes, sir. <clears throat> I think uh, what he's trying to say is that, well, ultimately, I believe in uh, it starts with you and ends with you, regardless. Uh, but to bridge the gap, it's uh, whatever, whatever you go through in life, it might be wrong at the time, but that's just part of the process. Of it might be what part of the process of your own process. It might. Did you say it might be wrong at the time? It, it might be interpreted as wrong, but it's a learning lesson for you. It's part of your process of what you're trying to accomplish or do. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's how. Yes. Um, well, you stopped the meeting with this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I just wanted to say that I feel that. The responsibility that's on us is to not go unconscious. The responsibility is to be constantly aware. And when we're not, that's when the mistakes or problems kind of arise. So I don't know if that helps. Yes, sir. Nice. I wasn't here last week, so I didn't hear the exact words from the book of Jesse. But keep the keep the mind with the body, like the body, like your body is there in the chair, right? But your mind could be thinking about yesterday, what happened yesterday, or what's going to happen after church today, or and, and but the assignment was to keep the mind with the body because the body is always present with in the present where God is. Yeah, I was referring to the concept uh, about. Uh, doing wrong but, oh. um, the th what I was going to share about that is that if uh, we've done something wrong according to the book of Romans that's um, that's the enemy's work right? we can point our will one way or the other but we don't do the work either God does the work or the enemy does the work with regard to the fact that we've screwed up and taken responsibility in terms of squaring those two things up in my mind it's not really that we've necessarily done something wrong. It's like whatever we've done, it's our responsibility. You know, what's happened in our lives, we have to take account for those things before God and before, you know, fellow human beings, whether they're right or wrong, we have to take responsibility for them. So I didn't hear the exact words, you know, that were spoken. So that's my. Okay. Amazing. So did you have your hand way in the back? Did you have? I just uh, did you raise your hand? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I'll come back to you then. Yeah, it's fine. Thank you. Yeah, I'll come back to you. Um, right here. You had your hand, right? Something else. Though. Go ahead. Oh, oh, but, I, I'll come back to that. But too. this, 
but this question can be wrapped up in love God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That can wrap up all of our personal his responsibility. Mess. Yeah, all of that. No, um, his mess. <laughs> so um, this is kind of off topic, but um, Catherine and I have been talking about love and what true love is. And what we're starting to discover, and I know what I've discovered, I can't speak for her, but true love seems to be um, it doesn't require something of the other person. And the more and more I'm starting to see and understand that, the more I'm um, seeing how marriage can be perfect if both people don't have expectations. And that is like completely opposite of what everybody else tells us in the world. Marriage counselors, Christian counselors, all of that, they tell you it's the opposite. But what I'm starting to see is when I release expectations, I can love in a perfect way. 100%. True love is not expecting or wanting anything or needing anything from anyone else. Nothing. But that's not the way it is. Everybody secretly wants something from somebody else. And that's why nothing works. People don't get along. Because they want something from someone else. And they'll lie. Oh, I love you. Yeah, I love you too, honey. Okay, go go and make me a meal. I ain't making you no meal. And now you hate the person that you just told you love. True love have no expectation from anyone. And if you really know, if you're really of God, you, you don't need anything. You don't want anything from him. God doesn't need anything from us. And if we're his children... We should be the same way. We would be the same way, not should be. We'll be the same way. That's why it's so important that you get to know yourself. Because knowing yourself is going to see, you're going to see how deep, how, as Kathy was, it ain't Kathy? Catherine. 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 As Catherine was saying, you ain't all this stuff. You've been taught wrong. And that's why life has not worked. You've been worshiping the devil, thinking that you're worshiping God. And the teachers have taught you wrong. That's why God said, let no man teach you. We have a teacher within. We really, really do. And you got to trust that by going back within, kingdom of heaven within, and start living uh, uh, from within instead of from without. Amazing, huh? <laughs> we got to let everything, no expect, when the ego is dying, and it will die if you are willing to go through it if you're willing to lose it all. And don't, don't try to make yourself lose it all because you do it the wrong way. You, you know, oh, I don't like this. I'm going to let my house go. I'm not going to pay my notes. <laughs> and that's crazy, right? But once you see the ego dying, once the ego is dying, you are overcoming the world. And you will be in it, but not of it. And the world will be going crazy like they are right now with the election just, just happened, all kind of stuff, right? And you won't be reacting like that because you'll be in it but not of it. You won't be connected to the world like that. If your wife decides to leave or your husband decides to leave, you're like, okay, bye. Okay, no problem. You won't feel anything about it because you didn't try, you didn't try to get anything from that. You didn't try to get love. You didn't try to get friendship. You didn't try to get anything. And so when you have it, you got it, we, it's gone, it's gone. But you're still fine. You got to let, the ego is the devil's nature. It has nothing to do with God. And as you were saying, all this stuff you think you're doing wrong, 
It's not you. It's the spirit in you that makes you do those things. It's not you at all. Zero. Not you. Amazing, huh? Yes, Raymond. And then I got to ask the biblical question from this week. I'll make it as quick as possible. Okay. Stay conscious while you speak. Come uh, okay. back to the building. Be, uh, to be aware of your, bo- uh, your mind and your bo- uh, body. The real pro- uh, problem is people struggle to do that when they, sh- uh, when they should be aware that they can. And Do you struggle to do it? More, um, I wonder more when, when people speak and they say, they talk about other people. They'll say we or they'll say other people struggle with it, blah, 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 right? Let's talk about self. Let's be conscious today. And then after the meeting, you can go nuts. Eddie, uh, in short, I do struggle with this until I realize I do. Uh, I do. Then I found, um, then I, I may have found the great uh, grace to do, uh, to do it. So you stop struggling? Yes, I yeah. do. Yeah. Catherine, that's what I wanted. I knew exactly what you're going through. Really, I knew exactly. Sometimes you want to cry. Sometimes you want to just scream and give up. But let all that fall apart and you continue to go on with your day. And just watch those thoughts. Because when you start to die from the ego, Satan's going to scream at you. He's going to yell. He's going to uh, and then if that doesn't work, he'll go down into hell, get a, a, a somebody, find somebody, and find some more little demons, and they all come back and attack, try to help. Go through it. Just go through it. And if you have to cry, cry. But go through it. Yes, she had a question. So is it normal to be like, I guess you shouldn't be thinking that you're through it, like you said before, but like, is it normal to be like, good for a few weeks, like you're, you know, you're maintaining, you're learning everything, and then it's just like, bam! It's like everything, and you feel like the world is ending again, and then like kind of up and down, or is there like a point in time where you just become steady? You feel like you've kind of got most most foundational things. It's neither good nor bad, but what Satan will do, mm-hmm. he'll lighten up a little bit, and then you think, well, I'm fine now. I've gone through the fire, mm-hmm. and as soon as you think that, because it's just a thought, mm-hmm. then he'll overwhelm you with some more stuff. So when you are when you are feeling like you're not stressed out, you're not in your head, mm-hmm. don't, if a thought come about it, let it pass. Because uh, uh, the greatest sin that a person can commit is to forget to be aware. Mm-hmm. And so when things seem like they're easy, you will forget to be aware, not realize you've gone unconscious again. Because now you're not having the body pain. Mm-hmm. The body pain feels like, feel good, right? So you have, you're not having the body pain, so Satan will tell you that all is well. Okay. And so you forget to be aware of that. Be aware of not having the body pain with no discussion about it at all. And if thoughts come about it, let them pass. Okay. Right? Because I know what it feels. He will let up. The pain is not as great. The pain feels good, right? But it's still the pain. Mm. And so all thoughts are all lies all the time. Any thoughts about anything... Let it pass. Because okay. he'll remind you, oh, look, you're feeling good now. You've gone through the fire. That's a lie. Just let it pass. And don't call it good or bad. Have, that's another thing, too. Stop putting names on things. Stop calling it good or bad, right or wrong, 
Because we don't know good or bad. We don't know what's right or wrong until it's revealed to us. It will be revealed. But if you put Titus on it, you're worshiping the devil and it's keeping you in hell. This is bad. This is good. This is bad. And Satan will give you what seemed to be good when it's really not. So, so when, then how do you know what the truth is, though, then? Nice question. Repeat that. How do you know what the truth is? A little, from the gut. Speak <laughs> from the chest. How do you know what the truth is? Um, Francisco want to answer that. Then hold on to the mic, though. Hold on to the mic. How does he know when the, what the truth is then? So for me, the way I've uh, figured that part out is it's revealed to you. Um, you'll see what the truth is. You have to kind of wait. Uh, the, the ego is going to test you and try to give you the truth and then cause you to react. But um, um, I guess driving through a, a light and something tells you to stop, you stop. Um, Okay, I'm glad I stopped. So. That is such a good question, too. And Nick, and then this young man way in the back want to respond. Yes, Nick, how would she know what the truth is then if she can't measure good or bad? Well, you, you, you can't. I don't know if you really should be trying to think like that. Like, Okay. Or how should I put it more so? I didn't mean, I'm not, I'm not I don't mean you're not trying to, because you want to know that you're, you want to know that you're on the right path or you want to know that you're not screwing up your life, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, so, so I'm not saying, oh, you can't know truth. or like. I'm just trying to say that maybe this whole, I'm getting this vibe of like trying to figure out truth, and that's never worked for me, so I wouldn't suggest it for anyone else. Okay. This young man wanted the word, and then over here. If you can't determine what is true or not, how would you know what the truth is then? Is this your first time here? Yes, sir. Oh, I can't see your face because you have a hat on in the house. Oh, nice. When I was growing up, we were told to take your hat off in the house. Y'all, y'all wasn't taught that or something? I ride a motorcycle, so it makes, I got crazy like peacock hair and stuff, so I was just trying to be a, you know, I'm not trying to spook you. Oh, <laughs> amazing. Were you taught to, when you go inside of a building and take your hat off, Oh, you don't care about that. <laughs> Another thing I was taught, when, when women had boys, they would never braid their hair. They're like, oh, that's what they do for girls. Don't braid a guy's hair, right? Now the guys wear more braids than the woman. And they have them up in a ball. They have long braids. I'm like, whatever happened to that? <laughs> you used to get yelled at if you braided a boy's hair. Remember those days? They gone now. The boys are wearing their hair just like the woman. The influence of the female spirit is amazing. The boys are wearing more hair than the woman. Big old balls. I'm like, what the? I wonder what that feel like. But anyway, if you don't know what the truth is, then how you know what the truth? If you can't determine. I mean, personally, I just follow uh, what people call my innate, right? What they call what? Well, your innate, innate. You know, that, that innate feeling. I don't really concern, or I try not to concern myself with what your perception or my perception or bad or good is. I, you know. Okay. Where are you from? Cuba. 
Cuba? Yeah. What's your name? Uh, Daniel. What? Daniel Del Rio. What? Daniel Del Rio. Oh, welcome, Daniel. Thank you, sir. So you, how did you get across the water to here? <laughs> Troy, uh, Troy, Troy picked me up. He sw- he sw- I swam on the back. Now, a uh, little Cessna, a little plane. Oh, nice. Well, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Okay. Um, yes. How would you know the truth then if you can't determine for yourself? Um, I had to write this down. Um, I mean, basically, truth is three things. Truth is facts, truth is reality, and truth is results. And if you can face facts, reality, and results, you know the truth. Um, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. It might be right what you say. I just well, it's like uh, one plus one is always two. It's not... Not if you're in Cuba. Not if one plus one is four. You know, it's you're, I'm right you're about distorting that. reality. No, if see, you're, I'm right about that. Yeah. Coming from a, a communist and dig, you know, oh, come with the mic. Where your mic? News is there. Oh, okay. No, keep it. Uh, I project news is all given to you by someone and something. So why? And that's why I say I trust my name because why should I or do I have to? Trust what you're giving me. Right. That's that's right. fake news. Right. Fake news. But anyway, hey, stay with me. Come back. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so when you say facts and what else? Yeah, facts, reality, and results. Where'd you get that from? I mean, that's truth is pretty universal. It's like right or wrong. There's no in between. You know, it's like well, uh, male know? and female. There's no third sex. Oh, okay. Right. So you're talking about in a physical sense. And uh, psychological sense, too, I guess. Okay. I, Are you keeping your mind, have you been keeping your mind with, with your body this week? Uh, I, I've been trying, trying. And, and what did you realize from it? Did you realize? Uh, I do float a lot. Yeah. I, I do float a lot. And not being in the present uh, is self-torture. Yeah. Right. Right, you know, so... And but, so are you, are you working on changing that so you can stay present more? Yes, it's a hard process, though. I mean, like, if you have, like, three bad things happen in a week, how do you process that? You just stay in the moment? Yes. Okay, um, I'll give you three examples. Health problems... Uh, Child problems, work problems. I've got three problems in a week. They're all serious. You have, you have children? Yeah, one child. How old is he? He just turned 20 and he snubbed me. He's not your child. Oh, he is my child. No. He's a grown individual oh, man. Oh, okay, I get you. So I why don't you let him go and stop making him your problem? Oh, he's giving me the silent treatment. He's Good. letting me go. <laughs> and how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm not impressed. Why not? Okay, I mean, come on. You have a your twenty year old saying, "Dad, don't email me, don't text me, don't visit me, don't call me," um, and I, there's no timeline for it. He's just mad because I'm gonna be honest. Um, my son texted me on the first or second November saying, "Dad, I want to commit suicide." So I panicked and I told two uncles. Well, no wonder he doesn't want to talk to you. The aunt. 
the, the mom and the grandma that my son's feeling suicidal. And I'm going, I don't want it to, sh- I mean, if, I, if he commits suicide, I don't want it to be like, like you, the dad, should have said something to the whole family. So I texted the whole family, and now the, all the family knows. And I think he's really mad at me that I told him that. What gave you the right to put his personal business out there like that? Because it's proper to notify people that are suicidal, uh, other people, instead of keeping it yourself. And if he, what if he commits suicide, and I, I'm the only one that knows? And That's so wrong. what good is it done you to tell everybody? What's what good, good has is, it done him? What's good is that when he texted me that, like like 3.38 in the afternoon, I was panicking, and I sent it a, 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 a multi-text to the whole family. That's so crazy, I don't know what to tell no, you. No, it's not crazy. But why it's, did it's, you it's panic? What good you did it do? What, what good is because on. then hold they on. intervened. Hold on a minute. No, hold on. What good did it do you to panic? What good? Because I informed five family members. I'm sure they, they talked to no, him. No, what good did it do you to panic? Because it motivated me to take action. And had you not panic, would you have, you think you would have done the same thing? Probably, but on a longer time frame. I would have like said, okay, I'll wait a week. And so why do you do that? Learn that rather than putting that man no, business No, because I, if, what so if I waited a wrong, week? What? Is he wrong now for not wanting to talk to you since he know you will put his business out there like that? Uh, he's probably ashamed that... Yeah. Five family members know, including 83-year-old grandma. Is he wrong for not talking to you now since he know how you... Yes. Silent treatments is childish. There's no way you can be 100% childish, even if it's a 20-year-old. He want to respond He just turned 20 on the 9th of November. He want to respond. And Catherine, I'll come back to you. Don't let me forget. What do you think about that? He put his son, 21-year-old son, he's the father. He the one that told the whole family what his son told him. Uh, I'm wrestling with it. I can relate in some ways. I have kids, and I've had alienation from my kids over certain things. But um, I'm having a hard time understanding what the benefit is to the son necessarily, to be honest. And that's do you what blame the son for not talking to him now that his father has put his private business out there? Because had he wanted grandma and all them to know, he would have told them himself. Again, I mean, these are all very personal situations, but I'm having a hard time understanding if you love your son, what are you necessarily doing out of love by telling a bunch of other people about yeah. that situation? I'm not saying it couldn't be loving to do that. I'm just having a hard time understanding. It's not loving what to do that at all. If he, I guarantee you, had he not panicked, he would have seen the right way to deal with it. What is the right, right way to do it you in a suicidal seen, situation? You would have seen in the moment the right way. But because you panicked, you went with the devil's way and not the way God would have guided you. And now you create another problem. Now the son won't even talk to the father at all. Yeah, but there's a saying, this too shall pass. So eventually he'll start talking to me. <laughs> right? Okay. This young man want to respond. I think you really know the way. I remember last year when I met you, Rich brought you in here because you were suicidal. Yeah. And it turned you around. And you're still here. You, you know the way. You ever attempted to bring him here? 
Uh, yeah, Richard did help me. I agree. Your son. I'm talking about your son. Oh, no. I haven't brought my son um, here. Uh, he's 36. He's in Santa Clarita right now. That's okay. Which is 36 miles north. You overreacted, and now you're, you're dealing with the same thing you were walking in last year. Here's what I... Yeah, yeah. I was in a similar last situation. Word because That's how fact, I met you. Last oh, word. I, I, I don't recall okay, you. I don't want to... And we all have time to be our back and forth. Okay. Yes, the last word. I think... <clears throat> excuse me. I think... Uh, Catherine's question could be answered with this situation. So here's a situation where a gentleman didn't know what, he didn't know what the truth was, so he panicked and did something, right? So sometimes you just, you don't do anything. Sometimes you wait and see. Because had he waited and saw, seen, saw him, had he waited and seen, he might have realized that the best thing to do is just go directly to his son and and talk to him instead of tell the world about his You issue. owe your son an apology. For your telling son, it that, that he was suicidal and telling the family? Grandma and everybody, you should have stayed calm. I would have recommended that you stay calm so you could see what to do. Yeah, and but what were, if he attempted you, suicide while I was trying to get a hold of him? He has been gone. He has been committed suicide. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to prevent that. But still, you haven't prevented that. You made it worse. So no, now I prevented it. He's still now alive. Now he's ashamed uh, to go around. You know, 12 days later. All right. Okay. All right. Let me okay. let me okay. just finish with Catherine. Let me finish with Catherine because I'm time here. Um, so how do you know the truth? It's enough to know that you don't know the truth. Okay. And when you know that you don't know, when things happen, you stay still. As as some people said, you shall know the truth. But if you overreact or listen to thoughts. It will always, but always be the wrong answer. Always. And so don't let the devil make you think you know the truth, right? You will know the truth if you don't overreact to anything, no matter what you feel or what you're thinking, because your thoughts and your feelings are not you. If you don't overreact, you shall know the truth. The, tr the only thing that left is the truth when you don't listen to the lie. When you don't listen to the lie, that's all that's left is the truth. Never assume that you know the truth. Never assume that you made it. Never assume any of that because assumptions come from all thoughts all the time. And the truth will, you'll know the truth. Yeah. And don't worry about how you know, you'll know. You will know. And knowing the truth is better than belief. You know, people say, I believe, I have faith, I believe, right? And situations come along, they panic. They get mad. They overreact. They believe, all right, but right into hell. God wants us to know him. He said, my children shall know me by my voice. He didn't say my children shall believe me or have faith or all that. They will know me. And so you will know. Just stop listening to thoughts, and there's nothing but that. So when situations come, stay still. The mind's going to go crazy. The feelings are going to be overwhelming. But don't overreact at all. Just go through it, and you will see the next step to take. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Satan makes us think we need to know the truth ahead of time. But if you believe that, that's a lie. Because God is the truth. He is love. He is the light. He is life. He is the natural way that we should live. But we got to overcome the uh, unnatural way that we've been living. We've not been living our natural life. We've been living an unnatural life. 
this overreaction, this anger, this fear, this hurting one another, this doubt, this crazy panicking. Panicking is of the devil, it's not of God. God said, be still through all things. Be still and know Satan wants you to panic. God wants you to be still. And, and he really wants us to let go and he'll take care of everything. But we got to completely let go. But we've been so brainwashed and dumbed down and so uh, uh, acquainted with emotions, we think we need to panic. And panic can only, like he just done with his son, but he doesn't want to see it. He has overreacted because he panicked. And so he called grandma and everybody, what are they going to do about it? Even if they call him up, Joe just called me and told me that you want to commit suicide. Now the boy is mad and embarrassed because he's put all this up and saying going to use that against him. Now you can't face your family because they know you want to commit suicide. The boy feel embarrassed. You might as well take yourself out. Everybody know now. All you did was let Satan make you add to the, the boy's problem. And just because he's alive for another day, doesn't mean he's going to stay alive. Satan is still working on it because you have embarrassed him. And he doesn't understand how to deal with that. So now he doesn't know, want to talk to you. And rather you have taken time and look at that. I tried to help my son. It didn't work. I panicked. I owe my son an apology. You should apologize to your son for sparing his business. He would have called them had he wanted them to know just as he called you. He trusted his father. His father turned on him. Now he has no one to trust. You would out there and put everybody against him in his mind. Even though when you were panicking, you thought you were doing the right thing, but you were doing the wrong thing, and you created another problem. And so the, the devil telling you, well, at least he's alive for today, but the devil's still working that boy's mind. He's thinking about now what his family members think about him. He wasn't thinking about that before you went and told everybody. And he's not strong enough to understand the thoughts of lies. You understand that? Yes. Um, but the boy called his father. He didn't call them. How can it be a betrayal <laughs> when secret? If if things are in secret, it wasn't in are, secret. He called you. And you, if you had not panicked, you would have told him what to do about it. You would have seen clearly what to tell him. But because you panicked, Satan told you to call grandma. Yeah, I was worried that he would commit suicide that same day. Right, but that was not your worry. If you had not been worried, you would have seen what to do. And all you've done is added to his problems. And you owe him an apology. You need to send him a text. Hey, son, I'm sorry. I should not have called them. I was wrong. I overreacted. I was wrong. I'm sorry. So that'll make him feel much better. Even if I don't mean it. Uh, well, if you don't mean it, don't do it. You're right about that. Okay. Yeah. If you don't mean it, don't do it. Because just, I think uh, when someone's suicidal, you don't keep secrets. And it's wrong to keep secrets. He didn't keep it a secret. He called you. Yeah. He did. And you called grandma. Because I'm 36. He's in Santa Clarita, California, 36 miles north. All you're doing is making up excuses right now. Had you not panicked, you would have seen the right way to to guide your son. You would have had the right words and everything, but you panicked. You mean I should have 
schlepped over there and gone you up there, spent the two no, and a half hours to, to, no, to see him? No, you should have stayed calm so you could see how to deal with it. Panic is not of God. Okay, but you should in a suicidal calm. situation, that's not normal. No, most people do not experience you, that. So that no, everybody, how, 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 no, how everybody get that. Everybody get that. Satan tell everybody to kill themselves. Your life ain't worth nothing. You might as well kill yourself. Nobody care about you. You might as well. Everybody get that. But when it's Some, your son, that's different. No, it's not. It's not different. It's, it's not your son. You don't own him anymore. No, 18 years because old. Because you, you think you still own him, you're trying to be mama with him. You don't own him. I think... You understand that part? I, yeah, I understand, but I think it means silent treatment is, uh, shows immaturity. No, but don't look at him. You need to look at you. Okay, you okay, yes, him. I did embarrass him. Yeah. But it, that, it's a good thing that I embarrassed him. How is that good? It's a fantastic thing because it, it's out in the open instead of like, then he can talk about it. Then instead of like... Leaning only on one person, now he can lean on five other family You're members. not supposed to lean on anyone. He called the right person when he called you, his father. But his father acted like his mother and called everybody else. I don't think it's a mama situation. I think it's a wise situation. Okay. All right. I wasn't beta. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can you imagine calling your father for help with something that's so private and he called everybody and tell him, ain't that what mama does? Mama panicked so mama called everybody. And now you don't want to go around anybody. Not only do you want to kill yourself, you want to double kill yourself. Because now you can't face the family. Did you have your hand? Real fast and last word. So just with all, uh, all this and with the original question from Catherine, um, it's amazing how the ego will do everything to protect the lie. Yeah. And that is, <clears throat> that is the, the truth. When you say just watch it, what I'm noticing is whatever's hurting the ego or whatever's causing you to want to overreact or protect the lie is probably the truth. And that's the thing yeah. that causes the discomfort or because you're trying to protect the ego and you're doing everything because here comes the light shining and and causing the it to ego go crazy. hate the light the darkness hate the light it hate it it hate it it hate it it hate it it doesn't want any light at all and unless you're ready to for the light you ain't gonna accept the light the darkness is wicked it's a wicked The imagination is wicked. It's evil. Last word. Oh, right here, then the last word. All right, make it short, too. Yes. Just had a couple other minor revelations, and I'll caveat it again, Alex, by saying I, your situation with your son, like all of us with our children, is complex. We don't know half the story, so this is not necessarily specific to you, but we have to, as true believers prioritize what is right and righteous over the concept of human life. Um, we can look at Abraham being called to, to sacrifice his son. Um, God might be calling your son onward, and there's no way, you know, for us to know. That's a good point. You're not in control of your son's life. 
Good point. Last word. The devil thinks he's God, so he does everything in his power to make you think you know the truth. Whether it's panic, call grandma, tell everybody, or my to my to my personal experience I just mentioned, when is this pain of going on an airplane gonna go away? Like all that is the devil just trying to That's pretend right. to be God. Absolutely. He tell you, when, when you, you, you're supposed to believe in God. When are you going to stop panicking on the plane? Where's God now? You know what I'm saying? And it's all like you're saying, where is God? But that's the devil saying that to you. Where is God? That's not you. Absolutely. We are out of time. No, no, let me raise your hand. Nope. Uh, amazing fellowship. I hope this will help a little bit. A little bit. Was this helpful? Yeah. Oh, did you? What did y'all decide to do about Halloween? Or did y'all go to your mama? Well, that was Thanksgiving. No, we're oh. not gonna go. Oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, oh, yeah. not Halloween. No, uh-huh. yeah. uh, your mama will beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope this helped. Do the silent prayer. Become your own man. Become your own woman. No matter how tough it's get, folks. I'm telling you as a witness. I'm not telling you anything I heard. I'm telling you what I've gone through and deal with. No matter what happened, what situation, you stay with it. Stay with the silent prayer and just watch the thoughts. And you'll see they're all lies. They're not from God. And they're not from you, all right? So become your own man, own woman. Brand new biblical question. Are you responsible for your own life? Are you responsible for your own life? Are you responsible for your own life? What do you say, Nick? Are you responsible for your own life? Um, I, you, what's responsible? Yes, I can't, I'm responsible in the sense that, you know what, this whole situation that happened today actually responds to the discussion Troy brought up, you know, uh, about... It's really about the responsibility. Like, who's responsible, right? How did my life get like this? It's like the thoughts and the panic wasn't Alex. But now it's his life. Who else is going to deal with his life and what's going on with it, right? So, so are you responsible, responsible for your own life? Way. I'm sorry? So responsible. Sir. I'm responsible for my life. Okay. Are you responsible for your own life? I don't know if it's my fault, life? though. Of course not. You're not responsible for your own life? <laughs> Okay, well, just hold that. Don't, don't, hold it up, don't, don't, that's all I need to know. Are you responsible for your own life, your first time here? Uh, I believe so. You are responsible for your own yes, life? Sir. Okay. Amazing. That's the biblical question for next week. All right, folks. Amazing fellowship. We'll do your super chats and stuff tomorrow. Um, yes. Women's Forum. Huh? Women's Forum. Is it this Thursday already? This the third Thursday? Wow. This feels like the second week at best for November. So Women's Forum this Thursday, 7 p.m., the third Thursday of every month, all right? I really, really, and I know most people are not going to do this, but I want to encourage you to get on the path and stay there. Know thyself. It ain't like we, some people say here today, we've been totally brainwashed to the core. Everything you've been told has been wrong. And no wonder God said, let no man teach you. Really, everything you've been taught needs to be torn down, and it will. The wall will come crumbling down, tumbling down, if you stay with it, and you will have a clear mind. 
it will be clear. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your support, your tithing office and offering and everything. If you need counseling, we are the best counseling service on this side of heaven by phone, Skype, or walk-in. So call the office. Go to the website, rebuildingaman.com, and or call the office, 800-411-BOND. Family Individual Counseling, all right? Thank you all. Have a good one. And thank you all for coming. It was amazing. Yeah.